Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the S3 Magazine Podcast. I am Jonathan Woolley, and, well, that guy without the dreads, it's Mike Sanders. Um, before we get started, I'm going to give another shout-out to CanCut. That is spelled weirdly. It's spelled K-N-K-U-T. Uh, they're a sponsor of ours. They make uh, high-end, kick-ass drill bits. Um, they're not specifically a sponsor on the podcast, but we want to throw them on here just to show them some support. Uh, you guys really should check it out. If you're uh, for real, for real mechanic, you already know the value of, of, you know, good tools and obviously good drill bits. If you're a shade tree garage guy, you probably got the Home Depot special, which you think is pretty all right until you compare it to a good drill bit. And then you find out it's a whole new world. So uh, go check them out. They're expensive but they're worth it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. I, I, I think I said it on the last podcast. Usually when you're using drill bits around your car, it's a little bit of a stressful situation already. And that gets a whole lot more stressful when the thing goes and slips or breaks. Uh, I've been using them for like a year and a half now. I haven't had any problem like that. So anyway, go check them out. Uh, CanCut, it's spelled K-N-K-U-T. Uh, anyway, uh, our topic, I don't know how this is going to go, but our topic today is kind of based off of a meme that I saw that kind of grinded my gears a little bit. So I'll explain the meme and then I'll hand it over to you to see if I'm just being an old prick or, or if young people are just idiots and they need to wake up. Um, so basically... The meme is that guy, you know, the bearded guy that you see now, and he looks kind of like a Scandinavian Viking with like a good beard and like golden hair or whatever. And usually he's just saying yes. Um, but anyway, it's using him and then and then the girl version of him. And it says basically my parents at my age and it's them going, let's buy this three hundred thousand dollar house. And then it says me at my age, and it's got, you know, a modern girl with pink hair, and it says her check engine light came on, and she will never financially recover for this. If you're watching this on YouTube, I can throw a picture up. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, just go with me here. The premise is my parents' generation was able to buy a house at my age. Meanwhile, my generation, if my check engine light comes on, I'm financially fucked. So I... Right. Like I, I I looked at that and immediately knowing what we know about the car industry and the way it's going, I was like, but, 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 but wait, wait, wait. We can't totally blame the parents generation for this one. See, we have let our government and all governments, not just ours, but the world governments make rules that make cars complicated and therefore make them fucking expensive. Like, that's the way it goes. You're complaining about your parents' generation where you're the, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. They weren't riding around in cars with Bluetooth and backup cameras and navigation and 12-inch screens across the dashboard and Brembo brakes and Leather seat, I could go on and on, and turbochargers, and automatic headlights, and you know, all, all this stuff, automatic wipers, all the things that we put in cars. They didn't have that. They had 
you know, a normally aspirated engine with an automatic three-speed or a four-speed manual seats that went forward or backward and maybe reclined. If they were lucky, they had automatic windows and it stops there. So we have done this to ourselves because we're either bougie little pricks that want it all and we don't want to have to lift a finger or the government has made this stuff mandatory. Case in point, tire pressure monitors. That's that's a, a, a mandated on cars. Why? Why? We can use the same tire pressure gauge that has been around for 100 years and we can check our own tires. But see, we don't want to get down on our knees and spin that little valve stem off and do that because we're weenies. So we have tire pressure monitors. But then mm -hmm. we complain when the cost of new cars is $50,000. We have done it to ourselves. Am I overreacting, Mike? Uh, well, so first let's start. Yes, you are a crotchety old bastard. Fair. Second of all, the tire light or the, the tire pressure sensor specifically is kind of a hilarious one for me because I can't tell you how many of my friends throughout the years call me up or, hey, man, I need you to take a look at my car. It's got a weird light on and it looks really bad because that light looks so much more serious than it is. If you, anybody here who, who knows about cars or has seen one of these lights, it's like the exclamation point in parentheses, which screams like, oh my God, your shit's gonna blow up. But all it really means is your tire pressure dropped below like whatever, 30 pounds. <laughs> it's just so, it's, it's, it's one of those things that screams, drive me to the dealership, you're in trouble. But it's just not true. It's fake and it's, yeah, it's one of those things that it's it's been, mandated and now all the cars basically just have to have it and it's it's a great way to get cars into the service center so that you can find other things that are wrong with it oh we need to swap out your cabin air filter and let's put nitrogen in these tires and that's what they want they want you coming into the dealership into the service center while you're here this thing's about two years old three years old maybe you should, you should trade it in just get you a different car anyway Going back to the meme, so I've been taking notes here and I've been trying to kind of see both sides of this because it is kind of funny to look at from a couple of different angles. So I do feel for younger people nowadays um, because, well, they're living in a really crappy time right now, to be honest. And especially if they're just getting into the workforce, they're living in a really, really crappy time because they're coming in at that terrible low base salary that we all started off on. You know, they're having to deal with insane inflation like they like no one of our generation has ever seen before. Like you were saying, everything is premium goods. There is no more buying of bare bones, basic anything. It is always has the gadgets, gadgets and gizmos, whether you want them or not. And you're going to damn well pay for those. You got people out there who got uh, who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in college on degrees that are not making them money. You can blame the college, you can blame the kid. I don't really care, but the fact is there's a lot of stupidity going on out there. Um, you got less people getting married at early ages. Guess what, guys? A big old cheat code to life that you might want, you know, might want to pay attention to and take advantage of is getting married because combining incomes and making an actual household that brings in more than one income is pretty freaking killer whenever it comes to getting ahead in life. Take that, take with that advice, you know, with what you want. Um, you got less people out there with true financial knowledge and a sense of our true financial system these days. All they see is the struggle. So all they care about is the struggle. I can't tell you how many people I've seen going by a car or a house or whatever, and all they care about is the monthly number 
They don't care about the percentage of the interest. They don't care about what the, the life of the loan or what the total loan amount is. All they care about is what they can actually pay for. You got more scams. Um, you got monthly subscription services. Cell phones are now like a thousand freaking dollars a piece. I mean, you got Disney Plus and Amazon and just Netflix. Everything is just trying to eat your wallet month by month. And it's really easy to fall into the trap. And the trap is just, oh, well, this is easier. So I'm just going to, I'm going to pay for it because it's easier because it's only $15 a month. It's only $30 a month. It's only a thousand dollar phone and I need it. All that shit adds up really, really fast. And then all of a sudden you're out in the workforce. You've got your first job making probably, you know, out of college, 40, $50,000 a year. And that ain't shit. It's not shit, especially when you're having to pay $1,500 to $2,000 a month in rent, not even owning a house. Uh, and then you have a, a car payment on that on top of that. And then you have all this other shit. Yeah, that money's gone, man. At the same time, there are more big dick awesome jobs out there. There's more corporate ladders to climb. It's much easier now than it ever has been before to get to a $100,000 a year job. Um, blue collar work is paying more than it ever has right now. My brother is a plumber and makes $150,000 a year. You know, he doesn't even own his own company. He just works at one. He's a badass plumber and he works his tail off and makes a lot of money. The fact is life is more expensive now than it ever has been before. But if you're willing to roll your sleeves up and work, it's also more fruitful than it has been in a long time. So there's kind of a little bit of a give and take here. I see that meme and I see someone who doesn't have knowledge and doesn't really care to have knowledge. It's somebody who would rather be a victim than fix the problem is kind of what I see. And it's funny. It made me chuckle. It also made me a little sad because uh, I don't know. I can't relate to people like that, man. I just can't. Anyway, I feel like I've been going on for a while. I know my voice is a little bit monotone, so William, I'm going to throw it to you. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that was really well said. And it's funny because I kind of had the opposite reaction. While initially I read that and and got defensive, like you were just saying, like, man, I feel like the person that made this doesn't have ambition. You know what I mean? They'd rather sit back and whine and complain on the Internet. But you know what? There is truth to it. Like, I think I maybe said this on a podcast before. I feel like I have like my dad basically, you know, he never finished college. He as soon as he became of age, he started working at JCPenney's, came in an entry level position and worked his way up. Now, he did not own JCPenney's by any means. You know, he wasn't entry level anymore. But by the time he was, well, hell, younger than me now. But let's say by the time he was 40, he was able to buy a one year old 911. Mm -hmm. Now, we own a magazine. <laughs> like, like we, we've been doing this for like 17 years. Like, it's kind of like settled in. And there's no way in hell that I can go out tomorrow and go buy a new 911. Uh, the problem is the jobs compared to the price of the cars have, have gone that way. They've separated mm -hmm. um, because technically you know, when you at least hear we own a media company, that has a status to it. I'm not saying it's true, but like it has it has an impressive factor like, oh, well, yeah, that guy should be able to, you know, have a 9-11. He owns an automotive media company. Nah. But meanwhile, 
you know, 30 some odd years ago, I guess 40 years ago now, you know, the guy that worked at JCPenney's, if he was somewhat financially responsible, yes, it was a little bit of a stretch, but it wasn't nearly as much of a stretch as it is today. Um, and, and I think you made some really good points, actually, that contradicted my initial frustration about the meme. He kind of partly changed my mind. I mean, look, dude, we're very fortunate. We have houses. Um, and we've made a lot of money on these houses in the last few years because of inflation. It could be fake money. What, what you got? That's a good and a bad thing. Like just last week, actually, I got my property taxes. Yeah. Now, property taxes for you guys who aren't homeowners is something you have to, even if the house is 100% paid for, even if I went ahead and I just got lucky somehow, I won the lottery and I paid off my 30-year mortgage, I still every year have to pay that property tax. Dude, when I first moved into this house four years ago, my property taxes were like $3,400 a month or a year. Now it's six grand a year. It has almost doubled in four years. And it's all because the government values my house at a higher rate than what I actually bought it for by a lot. And I blame Zillow. Well, and we live out here. We live out here in the country and that's what's happening. These big plots of land that the kids have inherited can't afford to pay the property tax. They're selling them to developers that are putting 200 houses on the pro, you know, and, and that's a whole separate issue. But but the thing is, we we were lucky enough to have gotten in before all this happened. So now the house that you have is worth substantially more than it was when you bought it. But if you're 30 years old in your mid 20s or whatever, trying to buy your first house, it's just expensive and you don't have anything. You're not bringing anything to the table. See, if you sold your house to get another one, you would bring a lot of down payment because you've made money on that house. But these poor bastards, they're coming with nothing, you know, like. But see, I blame I blame social media for this. You know, it's the constant me, me, me game. And you see these. TikTok influencers living in $5 million homes and driving Lamborghinis and all this extravagant stuff. What you're seeing is their acquisition of assets and they're just showing off assets in every possible way that we can. I can't talk that they can. And we look at that and say, well, why the hell is it that me? Why can't I have that? That girl over there is younger than me and she has way more than me. But you have to understand that that's not real life. That's not a normal trajectory. Like we need to get that out of our heads. Look at your peers, look at the people around you. It takes a long time to gain assets like that. Before you gain assets like that, you have to gain knowledge, know-how, uh, basic instincts. You, you have to find a way to make yourself valuable before you can use that value to generate money and then use that money to generate assets and wealth. It takes time. The better you are at what you do, the faster it'll be. But you have to gain the knowledge first. That's just how it is. Those people happen to master TikTok or YouTube or whatever it is that you're watching them on, you know, and good for them. Good for them. They are a select, very, very few. Proud of them. That is awesome. Good for you guys. But the lifestyle that they put out there that they make everybody else think that they should be living is not freaking real. And I think a lot of kids fall into this trap because let's face it, the economy's been, for the most part, pretty good. Like like parents nowadays, for the past 20 to 
30 years have been able to provide pretty kick-ass lives for most of their kids. So a lot of these kids are growing up, going to good schools, having a car gifted to them at 16 years old, you know, uh, they, they get college paid for them. Uh, they, their parents live in a big, nice, fancy house. They see all these TikTokers living this crazy life that their parents live. And then they go, why the hell isn't that me? Well, because it's not real life. It's not real life. Fact is, mommy and daddy groomed you with a really, really, really nice life. And then eventually they kicked your ass out of the nest and you started back at ground zero, where you, which you never actually were at before because, you know, your parents kind of started you out on a step stool. And now you're out on down your ass and you got to figure it out. You got to do it the American way. You got to scratch and claw and make yourself valuable. And you got to hustle and work your dick off and get shit done. Make yourself valuable, gain skills so you can acquire money to gain assets. That's that's what it is, guys. Well, you said, I don't know, five minutes ago or something that there's more opportunity now. More, more corporate ladders to climb is what you said. Mm -hmm. um, I get that. But do you also think that maybe the 20th century was like a freaking sweet spot? Maybe our parents' generation lived in the best era, maybe, of modern times. Um, you know, you, you came off of World War II, man, and there was absolute momentum. Those guys got back, and they were ready to fucking work. You know, we were the good guys. We knocked the bad guys down. There was a lot of energy, a lot of patriotism, a lot of rolling your sleeves up and getting it done. And and in the, the second half of the 20th century, we built one hell of a country. Um, and that's but, the one that our parents came up in. But, but how? You're, yeah, you're talking about the, the, the greatest generation and the baby boomers, that gap right there. Um, the fact is, we've been in a lot of wars since then, and war generates a lot of jobs and a lot of profit. On top of that, our currency, at least here in the United States, our financial system took over because we were buying so much oil and so many other goods and everything that it basically made the dollar the go-to currency. So believe it or not, like for a long time there, American-made goods were, were what got us going because we got back from war. We started all these factories. You know, we were we were already making tanks. So now let's make some awesome cars. Um, so so like people all over the world wanted American made goods. But after a while, the biggest thing they wanted was that American made dollar. That twenty dollar bill is probably our biggest export. Um, so there's a lot that goes into this in terms of the world economy. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the U.S. is definitely changing right now, big time, and I, I don't really think it's for the better. At the same time, if you look at our history, like when, when you read about it in books, all you know about is we had the Great Depression where a bunch of stupid shenanigans happened and everything plummeted and a bunch of people died and everybody lost their houses and their jobs and everything, and then we came back. And the history books make it sound like we came back with a vengeance until 2007, and then we had another Great Depression. But that's not what happened, okay? If you actually look at the market throughout the years, it's always like this. There's always ebbs and flows. Right now, we're in a big old fat gully, and we're going to come back out of it. The question is how and when. Um, so, like, 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 yeah, right now, a lot of young people who have a lot of debt and are having trouble with jobs and trying to rent 
they're probably having a really, really tough time. Life is kicking them right in the damn face right now. It'll get better. You got to keep your chin above water and you got to keep treading. You got to have a good attitude about it. And again, you got to make yourself valuable, but it'll get better. Yeah. Uh, what I was trying to get at, like, I don't know how to word this or, and I don't know how to say it right, but like the second half of the 20th century, the momentum was there. So there was a natural sweet spot. Let's take cars because it's what we know. We were off the ground and running. Cars were absolutely a thing. They were becoming artistic. They were they were working. They were competitive. There was a bunch of brands out there. There were assembly lines. It was all working mm -hmm. and it was mechanical. And there was a sweet spot where it now it's gone electronic and past the sweet spot. What we've learned has owned us, right? It's natural progression. You can't stop it. But what I'm saying is in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, it was going like this, like, oh man, we're getting better at this. We're getting better. We're making cars better. Like it all makes sense. We're getting the cost down on some things. And then the electronic era, it kind of made everything go too far. And I know there's probably a million other instances. I feel like the later 20th century life was just at a natural sweet spot. Here's an example. I don't know if it's a good one. Blockbuster versus streaming. You know what I mean? You had the store that you could go to. You rented the movie. The people worked at the store. It was very analog and it all made sense. And it worked in the community. Um, record stores, the same thing as Blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like everything was kind of a tactile, hands-on thing. Now it's not like that. Everything's kind of digital. In a lot of cases, we've removed the worker. I mean, hell, look, look at our industry. Like we've got AI writing our competitors' articles. Like it's insane. So what I'm saying, I was talking to my dad one time in the car not too long ago, and I was just like, you know, I think you may have lived the best era of this country potentially. I mean, God, I'd like to be an optimist and hope that it gets on track and gets better. But I just really think <clears throat> that there is a certain mm -hmm. truth to that, that the American dream was, it, there was a sweet spot. It was achievable in the mid to late 20th century. And then we've overcomplicated it. Yeah, It's like you said, hang on, I got one more point. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to bring this up. Like, have we been brainwashed financially? Like, have we, do we not understand money anymore, especially the young people? It's like you said, everything's a bill. Everything's a, a $5 a month charge or a $20 a month charge, and you just kind of have to accept it, you know? Yeah. Is that wise? Or are we just letting the, the big evil corporations screw us and, and just train your brain to just, you know, I'll just get direct deposit and then it'll all just come out and I'll just survive. Yeah, no, monthly subscriptions out there. And for anybody young who's listening right now, if you have a bunch of monthly subscriptions, really, really get back there and figure out which ones you truly need and you use enough to justify the cost. Because most of them, man, monthly subscriptions is a quick way to just live paycheck to paycheck, getting, getting signed up for a bunch of those things. Now, you brought up an interesting point just a minute ago when you were talking about cars, because I do think cars are a good example of what has happened here in terms of the way that we think about purchases. So back in the day, you know, when cars were more mechanical and people in general knew more about cars, 
um, just because they were pretty basic things and they hadn't changed that much, it was a lot easier to see the positives and the negatives so that you could truly weigh what was actually happening, okay? So you knew if you got a big V8 gas-powered engine that you were going to get worse gas mileage, you were going to have a lot more fun. Um, you knew that if you had a sports car, you're going to have to put 93 octane in it and the parts are going to be more expensive. You know, like we knew everything. We had a better sense of what we were truly buying. You know, nowadays you just kind of go and you see a car and you're like, it looks cool. I like the color. I like the leather interior and it's got a big screen. And they, they don't know anything else about it because there's so much to know. But most people don't even know the basics. I guarantee most people, if you go up to them and say, hey, it's a nice car you got there. Um, what size engine is in it? How many speeds is the transmission? And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just just tell me the horsepower numbers. Tell me anything about the car other than the screen, you know, and, and the, the type of leather interior that you have in there. And most people flat out don't know. And that's the thing. So now these people are going in there and they're kind of blinding, blindly buying cars based on feelings instead of true knowledge feelings and monthly monthly payments that make sense to them mm -hmm. and they're getting all these electronics and i think that people don't truly understand what they're getting when they get electronics nine times out of ten whenever a check engine light comes on it's not actually because anything is wrong with the engine or the car in general it's because the sensor that detects if anything's wrong went bad because that's what electronics do. Electronics don't like heat and they don't like water. And guess what cars are in all the time. They're always getting rained on. They're always out in the damn sun. Um, so because of that, you have electronics just failing constantly. Nine times out of 10, whenever a car has to go in for service, it's to just flat out fix a sensor that's supposed to be monitoring the car actually doing mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Wheel speed sensors and stuff like that. That's a big problem on my Jeep because they get muddy, they get wet, they get dirty, and they fail. Mm -hmm. They're not necessary. It's just part of the traction control, which is also not necessary. But when these things fail, they stop the car. Like you can be pulling mm -hmm. out in traffic and, and it thinks that the wheel is slipping, so it kills power to it and you lose power. Like I, I'm going to look this up because I don't know what it is now, but I would be really, let's just take 2022. How many recalls were out there? And then how many of those recalls were electronic based versus mechanical based? I think that you guys would be absolutely fucking astounded. And then that's, that's the thing. This pink hair, this pink hair mean girls just going, my check engine lights on. I'm never going to recover from this. Well, you bought a car, like you said, you probably sat in the car, it had a big screen and seats that moved a bunch of different ways and warmed your buns. And the dealership guy said, this can all be yours for X amount of dollars a month. And without thinking, you said, I can manage that. You, know, you, you, you don't have to manage that. You don't. I think that we need to realize that a lot of times the stuff that we think is luxuries that they've sold to us as luxuries that are really not necessities whatsoever, if they were luxuries, that'd be one thing, but they're actually just future problems. Like you gotta get your head around that. Like they're putting a bow on it and calling it a luxury, but really it is your next headache. It is your next trip to the dealership. It's your next $900 fucking expense. And people need to stop being so starry eyed over the tech. That's, that's what I don't understand. 
Like people are absolutely enamored by tech. An unreasonable, it's like a shiny fishing lure, dude. And 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 this young generation that's grown up in tech, they need to get to be smart enough to go, yeah, no, I don't want that shit. If, if the seat has a lever, I can just pull the lever and move it to where I want. And then guess what? I don't have to touch it again. Why do we have motors in the seat? Why does the seat weigh 100 pounds? Like, this is all stupid. Why does my AC have electronics rather than knobs? And now in my Fiesta ST, every time I turn the car on, it goes ding, 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 because the little flapper, the door blend actuator, is fucked up because it's electronic. When If it was like in the eclipses where you go zoom, zoom, it would work like in old Toyotas. For, they, it outlasts the sun. Like, we didn't need to change it. They created a false need. I, I just don't. I... Yeah, man, automation. And trust me, guys, I've got a lot of experience with automation. It is complicated and it is expensive and it never quite performs the way that it's supposed to for the long run. And when it does fail, it's a hell of a lot more expensive to fix. I, I, I sell automated cutting machines as as my you know day job gig. And um it's funny because you buy these machines, you know, and you expect this thing just to be awesome. And it is, it is at first. It will absolutely change your factory and you will knock out so much shit and you'll you'll make so much money so much faster. But then when something breaks on it, it's not like when something breaks on the little manual machines. Man, I had a guy call me earlier today. A uh, circuit board went bad in a machine. Okay. All right. Th this was a $100,000 machine that was supposed to fix all of his problems. Okay. That circuit board went bad. Guess what? That circuit board is five thousand dollars okay that costs more than his whole operation did when he was still cutting by hand that circuit board okay so when business is not great and you're not using that machine as much as you should and that circuit board goes bad it's a big damn problem automation's expensive guys because a lot of r d goes into it it's precious metals it's a lot of knowledge to make this kind of stuff and it's never really perfect okay a anybody who, who sells it to you as just a oh knocked out band-aid situation they either don't know or they're lying okay just my professional experience i guess you know to conclude or to try and like have a moral to this little rant live within your means like that's the thing when i see this meme i see you know some what is it what do we call them gen z's now or something like that some kid complaining I don't know. Anyway, some some young kid complaining that their life is expensive. Well, they've made it that way. I'm not saying that's the whole problem, but let's call it 50 percent. Like, you know, you got to take some of the blame here. Uh, and it's like we said, I feel like this country has financially brainwashed us and made us think that we need to keep up with the Joneses and kind of created fake Joneses to keep up with. And and, you know, just live with the, I know that the people complaining about this check engine light in the meme bought a car with all the bullshit that caused the check engine light to go on. And now they're complaining when their electronic bullshit goes bad. Duh. Use your brain, get knowledgeable and live within your means and, and get, be a smart consumer. Jesus, just be a smart consumer. Not only that, but be an able-bodied person. Like, when I went to college, it was in a car that I paid $4,000 for 
and it was a hunk of crap Mitsubishi, and it left me stranded all the time. But I kept the toolkit in there, and I constantly fixed that thing, and it did not have too many electronics. You know, if check engine light came on, it was typically something mechanical I could fix. You know, something's out of place, or you got a tear in a vacuum line, or a gasket's blown. It's typically something I can go to the auto parts store and fix. Now a check engine light comes on, you got to have it towed to the dealership. They got to plug in their $20,000 machine to read the code, to figure out where the problem is. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous how, how difficult they make it and how people are just not willing to use mm-hmm. tools nowadays. Dude, I can't tell you at work how many guys I've hired that when they come work for me, they literally don't know how to use a screwdriver. It's the most ridiculous shit ever. And I, yeah, I don't, don't believe them when they say it until I try, I watch them try to do it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. What's wrong with you? Who raised you? That's how it is. It's just mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah. I, I mean, and I get it. If you're young, dude, the deck is stacked against you. Like, we're seeing the ugly side of capitalism a lot of stuff has gone too far they've learned how to kind of manipulate and wrangle you but damn it live simply that's it just just know when to live simply know what you need know what you don't need know when they're trying to just sell you a fucking sizzle and smoke and mirrors and stuff like that that's what a lot of this stuff is i'm not an electronics guru but I don't think it costs that much to make once they got it figured out. And they can spice that thing up and act like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and charge you $700 for an option that costs them 30 bucks, you know? And and of course they're going to do that. And of course they're gonna make it part of a group that costs $5,000 because you can't just get the one option that you want. Like buy base, just buy the base. Yeah, problem is, base just really doesn't exist out there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're taking. I mean, and then that goes into the whole other thing. We can use the Integra Type S as an example. We all bitch about it being fifty-five thousand dollars, but if it was one hundred and eighty horsepower with cloth seats and shit brakes, and and you know, if it was twenty-seven grand, we bitch about that because it wouldn't be. Oh my god, I can't believe they made it, and it's only one hundred and eighty horsepower, and so. You know, we got we to gotta figure out what the hell we want. Right now, we're just a nation of people that want it all and don't want to pay for it and want to complain and blame the boomers. And I don't think that's quite it. You know, not 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 that they stacked it up perfectly for us, but, you know, we got to take some responsibility here. Anyway, you got anything else? No, man, that's it. I think we I think we thoroughly killed this topic. <laughs> yeah, one stinking meme. All right. Um, well, I guess in closing, if you don't have our app yet, go get our app. Hey, it's free. So there's that. You can start there. It's not a monthly charge. And uh, you can see this gorgeous face every day. You just download the app. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's that. And um, also, if you do want to spend a little bit of money, we got, you know, hats and merch and stuff like that on our site. We appreciate it. But even if you don't want to buy anything, just make sure you check out the site. Make sure you're checking out the app because we're doing all sorts of, you know, content like this, plus just kick-ass car features that are going to keep you guys inspired uh, to, you know, keep wrenching on the stuff that you got. Anyway, thank you for listening. We hope maybe something in here helped somewhere, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.